Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Thursday. It is the 14th day of April, 2022. My name, that would be Nick. Hey, look, everybody, it's Big J. Ho-ho! Do Big J things for us, Big J. I don't know what that means. I do know that I enjoy that when I said that, you instantly broke into an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. Well, it was like a cross between Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Gotcha, okay. Is that a patented noise? Yeah. Should be. At this point, it's like, oh, I'm in my 70s. Oh, bleep. Will I be hearing that on TikTok soon as a sound? No. That's a thing, right? Maybe. Uh, Sounds become uh, underlying things of TikToks. I'm trying to... Yeah, usually, though, it's like famous... Things that you, you quote when you're with, you know, when you're with friends. Give me an example. Um, As I am not a TikTok uh, well, I mean, oh, veteran. Yeah, it would probably be, uh, you know, audio from, you know, some sort of one of your favorite movies. A Big Lebowski. Thing. Oh, see, like, I thought that, like, uh, one of the things from TikTok were, like, just all it takes is, like, a viral TikTok for that to become a sound. And then people use that underneath them as well. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. But oh, okay. it takes that one great thing that that somebody is doing usually and then it's like oh yeah that makes sense that's a great way to express what i'm trying to feel and then that catches fire and then everybody does it right because uh you were giving me example emotional damage is that something emotional damage yeah okay because that's that's not somebody famous right it's just a a tiktok that went viral and then it became a sound youtube the the guy came from youtube gotcha But uh, then all of a sudden, the sound is everywhere on TikTok. Here I am. I found the best TikTok. There'll never be a better one after yesterday. And I posted on my social media. And it's basically uh, a a kid who you you have in the background, basically the theme song for The Batman, which was uh, something in the way. And it's just a little kid, and he's wearing a Batman suit. Uh And the the person was trying to express the fact that uh, his mom, when he was young, told him he he couldn't play Halo 3. And now as growing up a little older, he's like, hey, that wasn't cool. And so there's this this woman who's clearly the kid's mom. And the music plays. And the kid comes up and she's like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And he puts her in a chokehold and says, justice. Great. I'm glad you like it, no, buddy. No, you just watched my damn story. I on did. Instagram. I did. Oh. And I, st- I didn't get it as much as you did. But I'm really glad that you like it. What? It's hilarious. I'm, I, listen, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm glad that you like it. I mean, every time I see that, I will laugh hysterically. Good. Isn't that the point? Isn't that what the internet's supposed to be yeah. about? Lesson concluded. Move along. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, today on the show, tickets to 10 years, Black Map, and Varsity. That show's happening on Sunday. Big J has a nerd alert for you. We have a chance for you to win money at 7.30 with a little thing we like to call the X-Rock Double Dare. All these things are on the table and more. That's the idea behind our Thursday show. We also play music on this show, so let's get started with some Nine Inch Nails. We'll kick things off with Head Like a Hole here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Well, Big J, the running joke this week around the Treasure Valley has been, oh man, Bogus Basin closed down a little bit early this year, huh? The snow's back. Be nice to get back up on the mountain. Well, Bogus Basin heard the jokes and they said, you know what? How about we make it not funny? How about we make it a reality? So they are going to be reopening, actually, believe it or not, this Saturday for a very special one-day event because cool, they've got man. 20 inches of new snow at the mountain, and they're like, we might as well take advantage of it. So even though they officially closed down for the season on April 3rd because of all the snow that's happened here in the Treasure Valley in the last week, they're like, why the hell not? So they're calling it Supply Chain Saturday, and they're going to open up from 9 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Uh, and tickets are discounted. You can get it there for $39. Bucks, uh, if you're an adult, $32 for teens and seniors, $19 for juniors, $10 for children, $15 for coach. And you can grab them on their website already if you want to grab them in advance. And if you are a season ticket holder, you are welcome back for their one-day reopening. That includes employee, volunteer, night, midweek, and Nordic Pass holders. If you want more information, you can grab it on Bogus Basin's website. But just know they're giving you a bonus day of skiing on Saturday. And I bet you bottom dollar it'll be bananas up there. So if you love to get up there and get on the skis and go swish swishing around, then Saturday you have a bonus day of skiing. And I say, huzzah, why the hell not, right? Yeah. I like the fact that they're able to be flexible enough to make this happen. Uh, You might as well take advantage of the fact that you've got all that fresh powder up there and have a good time uh, and enjoy the skiing up there for one more day. Good job, Bogus. I applaud you. Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans won the play-in tournament games last night between the 9th and 10th seeds. The Hawks beat the Hornets, and it wasn't even close, 132-103, and the Pelicans beat the Spurs, 113-103. So now the Hawks will advance to play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday for the number 8 seed in the playoffs, and the New Orleans Pelicans will play the Clippers also on Friday for the number 8 seed. So we're not quite done, but the season is over for the Hornets and the Spurs. That's it for them little bit of controversy in baseball yesterday because Clayton Kershaw was pitching his very first game for the Dodgers on the hill, and he went seven perfect innings, and then he got pulled. Uh, they were up seven to nothing in the game, uh, but he was yanked out of the game by Dave Roberts because they said they had Kershaw on a pitch count. It was his first performance of the season, and they wanted to keep him limited to 80 pitches no matter what. He had 13 strikeouts as well. Jeez, man. And so he was going strong. And, you know, it's led a lot of people that were like, what is Dave Roberts doing? You don't pull somebody from a perfect game, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, listen, I can understand if you can being upset about it if Clayton Kershaw wasn't all over the place after the game going, hey, it was the right call. He said that his slider was terrible the last two innings. He's like, he didn't have his best stuff. He also hadn't picked up a baseball because of the lockout since like a month ago. And he's like, this is how people get hurt. He goes, I'm okay. I wanted to get out of that game. It was the right call to make. He had no problem with it. So Mind your own business, people. That's basically it. I mean, I know there's only been 23 perfect games in baseball's history, so it's fairly rare to pull this off. But... If the pitcher was like, listen, this was the right call, then you can't be upset about it. If he's not upset about it, you don't have the right to be upset. Yeah, especially if it it has something to do with the possibility of getting injured even later down in the season. That's that's a bad idea. And that's exactly exactly what Clayton Kershaw said. He's like, bigger things, man, bigger things. I got a whole – there's 162 games in this season, and this was game number seven. And and then he guaranteed a perfect game in the playoffs. (laughs) He said, wait till we get to the World Series. Yeah, that's what I'm really good is in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a direct quote from Clayton Kershaw. It's pretty impressive, actually. 
Big J, I don't know if you enjoyed this show. It, it kind of was in, in something that, that was uh, a big thing in the 90s. Uh, Kids in the Hall. Did you ever watch it? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, did you enjoy it? Yes. Me too. Uh, I was lucky enough to have HBO, though. Yeah, yeah, so. that's that's where I stumbled upon it. And then I also caught the reruns. They used to do reruns like all the time on Comedy Central as well. And uh, early on when Comedy Central was first a thing, hell, it might even have been the Comedy Channel back then. But uh, if you are a fan, you may be excited to know that they're coming back. And it's the original cast, and they're all back, and it's going to be on Amazon Prime. You can be so fat and old. They actually, they, they're all in great shape, but listen, they all are old. We're all older. Uh, but nobody has gotten, like, completely unrecognizable, so they all look pretty good, all things considered. And it's going to be on Amazon Prime. The new series will drop on May 13th. And it will be followed by a companion docuseries called Kids in the Hall Com- Comedy Punks that's going to premiere on May 20th. So if you grew up with Kids in the Hall, the Canadian sketch comedy troupe, then you may want to check out the new stuff that's coming to Prime in about a month. This is after the guys got back together and did like a, a whole like North American tour a couple yeah. of years back. And uh, they're bringing some of the best characters back, et cetera, et cetera. So it could be a callback to early 90s sketch comedy. I mean, I think, you know, Gen X can pretty much claim that it's their SNL. Yeah. Right. I'll be watching. It'll be fun. I hope. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Big J, you have a house full of animals. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it's true. It's a damn farm. Rattle off the names for me real quick. Uh, let's see. There's uh, Sirius Black. He's a cat. You got uh, Chester Copperpot. He's a cat. You got uh, Eleanor Rigby. She's a little kitten. Uh, Cotton. She's a cat. And then there's a little, little Lincoln the dog. Uh, so you have five animals that walk around, three of which have first and last names. Uh, do you have any nicknames for the cats or the animals that you call them on a regular basis? Uh, yeah, I call Lincoln Link. Okay. Or uh, little uh, Stubby Lakes. Little stubby legs. Little Lincoln Logs. Because the legs are so cute. He's a cowboy corgi. Uh, And the kid, uh, Mason, she calls her cat, who's Chester Copperpot, like 65 different names. Okay. So there's uh, Peanut Butter and uh, some... uh, I don't want to repeat the rest of the names. Because they're filthy? No. It's weird. So, uh, yeah. And um, we call Sirius Cereal. Okay. Little cereal. Uh, But that's it? No, No nicknames for Cotton? Uh, no, Cotty. Okay. So sometimes there are abbreviations. There's interesting because yeah. you mentioned a couple of them that do uh, go into this. There's a recent survey. They'd say uh, 60% of pet owners uh, give their pets nicknames on a regular basis. And almost all of them either are uh, truncations of their name already, which is what something that you had mentioned, like Lincoln is now Link. And uh, or they have something to do with food, and you had mentioned peanut butter. Is there a reason why uh, peanut butter is a nickname? I have no idea. Does it eat peanut butter? No, no yeah, see, I have that, no idea. That's the other thing. It has nothing to do with what they eat. For some reason, we equate the animals in our lives to food. I guess. But food-related nicknames are number one among pets with American house owners or pet owners across the country, which is very interesting to me. I am somebody that when I gave my pets nicknames, I always extended their name. I never truncated, which is weird. I would give it like a – I usually would rhyme another word to it. 
Like, you know, uh, like, like for instance, when, uh, when, when we had a dog named Moxie, it was Moxie Soxie for some reason. I have no idea why. Huh, I yeah. made the name longer than it actually was when it came along with Nick Instead Dave. of shortening it. Like, Correct. I'm make this longer. Exactly. And I cannot justify why that happened, but it, it also was just nonsense words. It didn't have anything to do with what they did or who they were. Right. It just had something to do with the way my brain put stuff together. Uh, but here's the other thing. People, I guess, are very judgmental about nicknames because according to uh, the same survey, 50% of people judge others based on the nicknames of their pets and usually judge them harshly. Like, they don't like that you give your pets nicknames or they don't like what the pet's nickname is, which is strange. Uh, It sounds like you have some issues with your daughter's nicknames for your cat. No, just there's so many. Like, she has so many uh, for him. Uh, Sometimes I don't think he knows his name. Like, which one does he respond to? Right. I suppose that's an accurate, uh, you know, kind of critique of that particular thing. But the other part of it is apparently it can affect your love life because another 40% of people said that uh, it can be a turnoff if the pet's nickname is too goofy. (laughs) Like, it's too childish or it's too something. Then, therefore, they find themselves not attracted to somebody because they give their pets a goofy nickname. So I guess... If you're single, err on the side of caution with sharing your pet's nicknames with people because A, we're very judgmental, and two, it apparently could be a turnoff. So uh, while being a pet owner is a considered a very strong you know, positive in the world of dating, apparently the nicknames you give your pets is something that could cost you dearly. So tread yeah. lightly is my point if you're going forward with what nicknames you give your pets or what nicknames you share with the general public about your pets. Or just be prepared that that pet is going to now be your lifelong partner. Yeah, that's right. But not uh, in a gross way. Maybe, <laughs> please not in a gross way. Maybe that's all you need. That's the good way to look at things. Morning after when Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. Big J has a nerd alert for you. That's coming up next on the X Rock. The best in tech and gaming. Big J's nerd alert on 100.3. The X rocks. Some big news circulating through the Call of Duty world yesterday with the cinematic trailer that dropped uh, in the afternoon. Especially the trailer uh, uh, teasing season three Call of Duty Vanguard Warzone, which will have, according to plan, uh, be available on April 27th. But it's the ending of the trailer that has the gaming world speculating. So if these rumors are indeed true, then the COD world will be crossing over into the Godzilla universe, Nick. What? Yes, yeah, seems that is the case. The idea that uh, Caldera, which is <clears throat> where uh, the island of, of Warzone is happening, uh, and all the, quote, nebula explosions. So there's this this thing, nebula gas, that's been happening for the last season, season two, uh, throughout the map, uh, has uh, somehow uh, shook something awake in the Earth. And uh, now, I'm a big fan of crossover stuff. In fact, I couldn't get enough of the 80s action pack that they did last year, Die Hard, Rambo, etc., and some of the other ones they did, Titan. Uh, AE this uh, this past season as well, so that was cool for a lot of people, but I am super skeptical on how this is going to work. To be honest with you, I hate the idea just because I don't play Call of Duty to chase after monsters. Uh, and You go, hate that stuff, as a matter Yeah, of I really do, and I'm like, listen, I'd go play Halo and all these other games if I wanted to do that, so I'm really not uh, looking forward to that. On the other hand, sometimes they do make stuff that I think might not be cool, pretty cool, but I don't know. This is uh, might be ridiculous. Now it's interesting to me that this because I mean usually you have to admit these kind of tie-ins are usually something that is 
top of mind in the world of pop culture, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and so there's not a new Godzilla movie coming out, so it's weird that they chose now to do this particular thing. Although Godzilla, I suppose, is always top of mind. But yeah, what exactly they're going to do is going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it's not... Anyways, uh, we'll find out April 27th. I just finished up season two, and I was really excited about that. Now I'm like, oh, man. Oh, boy. So, uh, we will see. Hey, don't count on playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt's next-gen update in the near future. CD Projekt Red has delayed the free upgrades release until further notice after deciding to finish the project with an internal development team instead of Saber Interactive, the company wants to evaluate the necessary scope of work according to the statement. The Wild Hunt update was originally slated to arrive in the second quarter, so that would have been near the end of June. It would refresh the 2015-era game for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC with ray tracing, lighting, faster load times, and possibly other features taking advantage of modern hardware, something uh, many of the games are uh, having done to them here in the recent history as opposed to making new games for these things because it's really difficult. Uh, this would be a complete addition with expansions and other content, including material inspired by Netflix's Witcher series. So uh, that is uh, done, and uh, we're we'll, we'll not sure when that's going to happen. Not certain what prompted the decision, but uh, it uh, isn't necessarily an attempt to avoid a repeat of Cyberpunk's 2077's buggy launch. However, it wouldn't be surprising if CD Projekt Red exercises caution. This would be the last Witcher release until the new title, based on the new Unreal Engine 5, a polished experience. We'll make sure gamers have a favorable opinion of the series by the time that follow-up arrives, which will be years from now at this point. Yeah, I recently uh, replayed Witcher 3 on my PS5, and even though, yes, the load times weren't exactly up to par, it, it, the game still holds up. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'd be, if it's, especially if it's free, I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There's your nerd alert. Oh, morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We've got your important stuff, plus your chance to win some cash in the X-Rock Double there. It's all on the way. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Here's something I don't think anybody could have predicted. You know what has soared in popularity since things have kind of opened back up after the pandemic, Big J? God, no. I have no idea. Open relationships. Huh. Are you familiar with the concept? Yeah. Describe it to the good people of the Treasure Valley. Yeah, you get to do whatever you want to. I suppose that's a good way to, to put it. Uh, yeah. Layman's terms. Open relationships have soared in popularity since the pandemic opened back up. This is according to a couple of sex therapists across the country. And apparently a 45% leap in inquiries about open relationships online and in particular sex therapy classes have become fairly popular in recent months. They say it's fueled by romantic burnout caused by spending too much time together during the lockdowns, you know. Apparently, people that were in relationships just got tired of seeing each other. And were like, you know what? Let's, let's share the love, I guess. Huh. She adds that while men were usually the ones who suggest more sexual freedom, it's, usu it's usually the women who want to continue to do it once they start. So, careful what you wish for, guys, yeah. I guess, is the lesson there. Because you never know how that's going to go. But apparently, it's a very popular thing. Which opens up my question to you, Big J. Ever been propositioned by a couple? No. Would you like to be? No. I mean, I don't know if I could help you there. I just thought it'd be interesting. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Jump that. You're welcome. 
Well, now you know. Maybe there's plenty of open couples that listen to the show and go, you know what? I really love to get Big J involved in our thing we got That's going on That's why I'm here. so quick to answer that second question. And no. now they know. Nope, sorry. That deal's off the table. Yeah, I never really had a whole lot of interest. Uh, open relationships frighten me, number one, for a, a lot of regular relationship reasons. is already difficult. <laughs> I've had my difficulties in that as well, yes. I have a hard time keeping one person happy. I can't imagine having to figure out two. Let alone, I mean, plus it's lots of parts and pieces flopping around. I don't know what's going to be going on there. So best to just stay to my, uh, you know, own expertise, which is, quite frankly, minimal at best. Quarterback Baker Mayfield uh, gave his first interview since the whole Cleveland Browns oh, uh, Deshaun Watson debacle. Yeah, you uh, uh, give me your take on Baker Mayfield. You're not a fan. Uh, I mean, sometimes, but I mean, he he's being a little too sensitive here. Why do you say that? Because this is a business, and he, you know, I get that he played hurt and and he feels like uh, Cleveland wasn't being loyal to him. But he also has to come to realization he's not nearly as good a quarterback as Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but I also feel like he kind of has a point. I mean, you know, I, while I agree that Deshaun Watson from a physical specimen standpoint is an upgrade, I mean, listen, there's questionable moral things that go along with every part of that particular move yes. for me. And so if you're a dude that has done at least what seems like to be everything right off the field and you get told that they're not going to make a move and then they do it anyway, I can understand why you feel disrespected. And also, I feel that while, listen, there were unrealistic expectations from the word go with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland because while I think he's a good quarterback, he's not worthy of the number one overall pick. So that that shoulders a lot of expectations for somebody right off the bat. But the other thing, and he makes a good point, is the dude's been in the league for four years. And for four years, he's had four different coaches and four different offensive systems that he has had to learn. And that is never easy for a professional quarterback to do, let alone try to gain any traction in. And, you know, in spite of all that, he had two really good years in the NFL. Now, two really bad years as well. But, I mean, in order to, you know, be somewhat successful in a particular system like that and in a franchise that's as messed up as the Browns have been... I feel a little bit of credit is due. Uh, while, you know, I think that playing hurt is also a thing that he should get credit for. He had a terrible year last year. There's no doubt about it. But, like, I'm thinking if I'm the Seahawks, why not take a flyer on the guy? Do you know what I mean? You're only going to get him for one year anyway. So you don't have to make a yeah. long-term commitment to the dude. You know he wants to be a starting job. You know you've got quarterback issues. You could probably get him for a steal. And really, he knows he wants to be a starter. And right now, I believe, like, unless, you know, Houston didn't want him. That's clear. They could have got him in the Deshaun Watson trade if they did. But if uh, if he wants to be a starter, really, it's Seattle or bust at this point, I think. And uh, he wants to go someplace. So we'll see what happens. But it was an interesting interview that Baker Mayfield let his feelings be known. We'll still see where this whole thing shakes out as it goes forward. Slipknot's Corey Taylor did the right thing, Big J, and he's going viral for it. He brought the band's set to a halt while performing in Canada on Monday after he noticed that a fan had been injured in the pit. And so he stopped the performance and alerted medical personnel to where the gentleman was to help him get out of the pit safely and securely. And fans recorded some video about it, and it's going viral, of course, because, you know, the whole situation where people died at a uh, concert down in Houston not too long ago because a concert wasn't stopped when people were being hurt. 
And so it's nice to see bands do the right thing. But it's also good to point out that, hey, you know what? Uh, that's the one thing that we do pretty well here in the metal, metal and rock community is take care of each other yeah. in the pit. And if somebody is hurt, we help them to the best of our ability. And bands are really good at, if they see it, making sure somebody gets the help that they need. But nonetheless, a nice pat on the back to Corey Taylor. And the band kind of stopped in the middle of the song and then picked it back up right from the beginning again. It was oh, okay. Cool. I was going to be I'm like, I've never seen that in person that happen. And I'm wondering how that plays out. Yeah, they, they, they were like, they started the song. It's probably a minute in. And then, and then Corey shut it down. And then they stopped for like 30 to 45 seconds while the, the fan was escorted out of the pit and then he's like let's fire this bleeper back up and then let's start from the top and then everybody yeah. started jamming out rocking out again yeah i love Corey taylor that man. was part of the not fest road show which oh by the way is coming to town on the 11th of june here at the ford Idaho center amphitheater and make sure you get your tickets they're available now at xrock.com and know that if you happen to be hurt in the pit Corey taylor will stop the show for you as well Let's play The X Double Dare on 100.3 The X Rocks. Why the hell not? Let's go ahead and play it. We gave away some money yesterday. Boy, howdy, would we love to continue that trend this morning. It's an opportunity for somebody to win up to $200, but they have to gamble on themselves a little bit to get there. This morning's contestant is Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning, man. How are you? Morning. How are you guys? We're hanging in there, brother. We would like to have you win some money, if that's okay. Uh, Big J is going to give you the topic of the questions this morning. Here it comes. If historical figures had Twitter. So how are you on your historical knowledge, Jeff? Do you know a lot about history and historical figures and important figures in history? Oh, uh, not really. Boy, the confidence is just brimming. I love it. Love it. <laughs> so uh, these, the, basically, these are things that uh, if these historical figures were alive today, something they would have written on Twitter. So uh, I'm going to wish you best of luck, sir. However far you want to go is up to you. But let's start with the $50 question, okay? All right. All good. right. 50 bucks. 1775. Breaking news. Sources tell me the Redcoats are coming. About to hop on my whip and let people know. Paul Revere. Oh, oh boy. Right. Revere. <laughs> uh, my is... recommendation would maybe just take the 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, would you like to no, take the $50? Okay, you're going to go for the 100 All right, good. For, you got a good team with you. That's great to know. 100 bucks. Here we go. Eight, uh, 1687. I'm starting to get the feeling that this gravity thing I just figured out may affect all matter. Hashtag Apple Thoughts. Newton. There you right. go. Maybe, maybe you're going to yeah, be you okay here. You want to put the other guy on the phone, or do you want to continue playing? <laughs> where, does your, where does your team play trivia at? <laughs> All right. At the bar. Uh, so you now have $100, Jeff. That could be yours, and you can walk away, or you could go for the 200 bucks. But fair warning, it will be the hardest question of the day. We'll stay with the 100 All right. Uh, is that your final answer, Jeff? That's my final answer. All right. Uh, then the $100 is yours guaranteed. You want to try the $200 question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I just got, I just got shamed by Nick for not knowing this answer, well, too. I, just I, so. I, it's not that you didn't know the answer. I think it's a tough one. I just, I'm just i surprised you never heard of the person, oh. I guess. I probably have. I just forgot. All right, 1903. Whoa. Pierre and I just won. Whoa. How do you pronounce that? Whoa? I, I would say whoa. 
No, you wouldn't. No. Yes, I would. Whoa, uh, Pierre and I just won the Nobel Prize for Physics. Hashtag girl power. Hashtag radioactive. Um, no idea. Wait, what's the team know? What's the team? They have an answer? Nobody knows it? <laughs> I heard somebody say it in the background, actually. The lady, of course. Yes. Marie Curry, Marie Curry yes. is the right answer. Right. Marie Curry would have been the well, $200 it takes a answer. village, people. Well, good job, Jeff. Uh, you, may, you got 100 bucks no matter what, and that is yours. Please hold on, dude. We'll get some information from you. What's 100 bucks split three ways? And <laughs> I believe it's about $33.33. <laughs> Hang on one second, man. We will hook you up with that cash, and that trend will continue. 12.30 today with Jason Drew and 5.30 today with Adam as the historical figures on Twitter will be the category throughout the rest of the day. Keep listening for your chance to win. We We'll come back with some We're Going to Hell action next on the X Rocks. 3.3, the X Rocks. Oh, Big J, we are going to Switzerland for today's We're Going to Hell story. Mmm, chocolate. And fair warning, this uh, story does not contain any chocolate, but it does contain a uh, vigorous amount of self-pleasure. Oh, God. Because a gentleman found himself in the hospital after... Injuring himself in a very unique way after having a little bit of, you know, self-enjoyment, Big J. It happens from time to time, I suppose. Yeah. But this 20-year-old man had to go into the hospital because he had an excruciating injury that he stated. And uh, once doctors kind of got to the bottom of it, he had to finally come clean about what actually caused the injury. And it was excessive and aggressive self-pleasure, Big J. Now the injury is something. Yes, the injury is something that happens apparently from time to time, but it's rare that it comes from this particular, I guess, onset. But the what he was diagnosed with something that is called uh, spontaneous pneumonastia, which is basically a benign disease usually, but it means air leaks from the lung and becomes lodged in the rib cage, and it is incredibly painful. It's a rare condition that usually affects young men in their twenties. And it's usually smokers that deal with this stuff because it's brought on from violent coughing or excessive vomiting or strenuous physical exercise. Jeez. Usually causes this particular condition, but again, it's very rare. But apparently what happened was he was going to town on himself and uh, took things a little bit too aggressively. And he ended up like... He said doubled over in pain and then he started hearing like a crunching sound when he was breathing and it hurt whenever he was taking in air and you know letting air out of his lungs and he had suffered that for like a day and then he finally went into the emergency room and found out that that's exactly what was going on. So apparently it doesn't take a whole lot. Be careful out there. It just happens that if you do it I guess vigorously or aggressively it is something that could happen to you if you are in your young 20s he said he was just doing some <laughs> rough solo sex exercises he said and next thing you know he I was mean, i want to know what he was doing apparently it was just regular old fun i don't know i mean it, there was nothing out of the ordinary there's nothing in the story that says there I mean, was anything because, else involved because that's david carradine was having fun too yeah, well, yeah, but that's that's a different type of fun. There there was other elements I don't know. involved. I would call that aggressive. Yeah, yeah, but what what I'm saying was there were no other tools 
involved, at least in this particular story. Oh, okay. It's not like he was, you know, in the closet with a rope attached to a, you know, a coat rack or something like that. I he don't was know. just going to town on himself. He's, uh, his face was swollen, and the crunching noises could be heard from his neck down to his elbows. And then they figured out that there was air trapped all the way to the base of his skull. Jeez. So he had to be rushed to the ICU. He was administered oxygen for his breathing. He was also given a bunch of antibiotics to deal with the chest pain and to fend off a possible infection, according to the journal study. And after a day in the ICU, he was able to be discharged, and apparently he's in good health. But they did warn him that he's got to take it easy next time because this kind of thing can happen again, especially if it's happened once already. Sure, you'd be scared to death to do anything. Uh, I would think so, too, right? That would put the fear of God in you, wouldn't it? Yeah. You go, you know what? Uh, maybe I'm doing it wrong, or I don't know. Uh, it's not like they give lessons on this stuff, Big J, unless you know something I don't. No, so, I don't. I'm not sure if he was doing it wrong or if there was a way that he was going about it that was not recommended. But according to the story that was published in the Journal of Medicine there in Switzerland, it was just your run-of-the-mill regular session and things just went sideways on him, and apparently you got to take it easy. Maybe uh, it was too fast and furious, if you will. <laughs> and that is what caused this thing to go down like it did. So a reminder that autoerotic activities can be harmful to your health if you do it too much or too aggressively. Erotic, erotic. So take it easy, everybody. Take it easy on yourself. Yeah. As that song once said. Because... You know, I guess at the end of the day, it's supposed to be pleasurable, right? Yeah, that doesn't sound like it ended up being pleasurable. No, no. And if you end up, you know, getting air trapped in your lungs and having to go to an ICU, I would say it's the exact opposite of that. So fair warning. Now you know it's a thing. Now you know it can happen. And now you know, hey, hey, take it easy. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Depression is real, and it is tough to get out of if it gets a hold of you. So if you happen to be suffering from something like that, it's always nice to get a little bit of advice of how to shake out the cobwebs a little bit. And according to a review of data of 15 different studies of people 18 and up, it finds that one of the best ways to shake yourself out of a funk is get up and get moving, bro. Physical activity levels need to be increased if you want to experience less symptoms of depression, especially if you're going through a particular funk. You need to make sure that you're about 25% more active than you are normally if you're looking to get those endorphins going up again. However, practicing and more physical activity like beyond recommended levels appear to have diminishing potential benefits. So like there's a sweet zone that you can get into. So if you're depressed and you work out a whole bunch to try to get yourself out of it, that's probably going to do the exact opposite about a little bit more of a increase as to what you've been normally doing is going to help exercise is good a few minutes of walking per day might help but the best exercise is going to be the one that you actually do according to the study the national institute of mental health estimates that about 21 million adults here in the united states experience at least one depressive episode in their lifetime and of those that have at least one many more of us have several bouts with this depression it comes and it goes and so if you're one of those people that's going through it, it's not always easy to get off your duff and move around, which is why it's probably not recommended to do nothing but that. But increasing your physical activity level a little bit seems to 
have a real positive effect on your mood and your depression if you can muster it up to do it. Easier said than done sometimes, but it's always nice to have a little bit of information in the back of your mind about something like that if you're going through some hard times. Yeah, for sure. So think about it. Now, what that 25% increase would be for you, it varies person to person, of course, but something you may want to kick around. Take a walk around the block maybe once a day. Something like that that might or, help things out. Or an out. extra time getting up from the couch to the fridge. Yeah, sure. Whatever. One extra time. I mean, if that's 25% for you, sure. Yeah. Vegas Raiders have given veteran quarterback Derek Carr a three-year extension. He's going to make about $121.5 million over the next three years. That's about $40 million bucks a year. Carr at his news conference yesterday and said that he's only wanted to be a Raider and he wants to finish being a Raider in his career, so he doesn't want to play anywhere else, and this helps him at least for the next three years. He was heading into the final year of his five-year deal, so this puts him through to 34 years old as a Raider, and it makes him very happy. Of course, that means it's a commitment to him, and it also has a no-trade clause, so he's not going to go anywhere uh, unless you know, <laughs> Good something luck, else Raiders. goes on. Uh, you're not a fan? No, I would just joke it around. I know it's the Fresno State thing. Yeah, I know. I I hate his guts. I hate his his smoky, darkened eyes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I did not know. Maybe I did know, but I forgot that they were making a Ted Peacock series. Did you remember this? No, of course I I did, and I was going to do it for bad impressions, but no longer. Now you're on your own. Seth MacFarlane, uh, here's what I guess I didn't know. If if they were making it, I didn't know Seth MacFarlane wasn't involved until yesterday, I guess, is is the weird news about it. Like, I'm not sure how you can make a Ted series without the man who created the character, voiced the character, and made two motion pictures. Yeah, I think the voice part's really important to that. Very much so. Uh, And so, but it's happening. He is coming back. He will serve as executive producer, director, and co-showrunner for... The series, what it now nobody else in the movies are coming along for the ride. Come on, Wahlberg, it's just your ass in gear right now, or Sam J. Jones. Uh, nope, not not involved in that (laughs) either. But apparently, Georgia Wigham, Max Burkholter, and Scott Grimes, who uh, Scott Grimes is a big cohabitator with Seth MacFarlane, he voices characters on American Dad. He's also in uh, now the name of that space show that he's in uh, escapes me, but the one that's been running for a while. He's also on that show. I wonder what it's going to be rated. Well, I mean, it's on Peacock, so it's probably TVMA. They, they, you can do pretty much anything okay. you want on the streaming. It's not going to be yeah. available on network television, so they can have as much fun with Because you have to have that crassness yeah. with that I would character. think so, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your pop culture smackdown. Here's traffic. I was thinking about this. Like, I... I know I watched it, and I know I had an opinion on it, but I can't remember a Ted damn two? thing about Ted 2. Me too. Not a thing. Me too. I, I remember us having a conversation, but I couldn't remember if I liked it more than anybody else did or if I didn't like it more than anybody else did. So, I, I, I and I'm like, do I want to revisit it? <laughs> Listen, I had the same thing because I think it's available on Peacock or, or to, HBO Max. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, because the first one was so damn good. I think we both liked it more than other people did. But I can't remember. Yeah, maybe we went to sit down and watch maybe it. You should do a clear-headed. Yeah, maybe, and maybe a morning after the movies podcast about a movie that came out. 15 or we years watch ago. it here during the morning show. <laughs> we need more distractions. And we around. give you running. We got a TV in here. It's a great idea. I'm gonna hook this thing up. How about we take on the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
Tickets here up for grabs for Sunday Night Show at the Knitting Factory. Ten years coming to town. Black Map and Varsity opening up. going to be a fantastic show. We'll hook you up with these tickets if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. Our number is 208-287-1003. And after an utterly embarrassing performance yesterday, I got to box out and rebound, throw my weight around a little bit. Yeah, good luck, pal. See what we can do. Oh, Big Jay's calling a shot. Let's see what happens. Hello, the X. Going on. How you doing, brother? What's your name? John. All right, John, you're up first, man. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller ruled TV in the 90s with this teen adventure series. What else, the vampire slayer? Right. <laughs> Nick, uh, it is yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller's birthday. Uh, she got her start as Kendall in this very popular daytime soap. Oh, uh, I believe... <laughs> All my children? Yeah, good job. Yeah. Right. This toy, which is basically a vegetable, was the first to be used in a television commercial. Mr. Potato Head? Yeah, right. man. Good job. Uh, Nick Ron Perlman lent his voice to this long-standing and popular video game series as the narrator. The narrator uh, of a long—is it still on? Like, I mean, are they still make yeah, they're, games they're for actually, it? Yep, they're actually working on a, a new one. Um, boy. Since 1997. The narrator. How about... It's not a game you play, though. No, probably not. I'm sure it's a first-person shooter. Uh, <laughs> Duke Nukem? No, not Duke Nukem. But that's a pretty Wrong. good guess. Uh, you, you, you don't know. Do you, uh, Roger? His name is John. Oh, John? Yeah, I have no, no idea. No, Fallout. Fallout. The Fallout series. Wrong. Nope. I do play Fallout. I played Fallout 4 anyway, but he wasn't in that one. Yeah, he, yeah, he he's was? been in all of them. What, so what's the narrator? I don't know. I've never played the game. <laughs> Are you sure he's in all of them? Yeah. I don't remember Rob Perlman popping up. I could be wrong, but I certainly don't remember it. Either way, congratulations, John. You got yourself all set up and good to go with some 10 years black map and varsity tickets for Sunday at the Knitting Factory. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go there. We will come back with some headlines. Those are next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> With Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. Guess what? Tomorrow, 9 o'clock in the morning, Half Price Friday begins at xrock.com. And it's going to be bananas because you can grab $50 to the local for just 25 bucks. If you haven't checked it out yet, man, it's a local eatery and wine pub in Boise that offers some great atmosphere. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Saturday. You can grab dinner for takeout or dining room or patio, but delicious food, satisfying drinks, and of course, everything's got a bit of a local flavor, hence the name, The Local. So check it out for yourself for Half Price Friday. Starts at 9. These will probably go quick, so get them early. $50 to the local for 25 Half Price Friday tomorrow, xrock.com. Headlines are as follows. Big J, Just Big Kids? Oh, God, no, and stop it. Oh, God, no. An Ohio man is suing the hotel he stayed at in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, because it was roach-infested, Big J. Oh, man. But it goes beyond that, you see. Is it Joe's apartment? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, because one of the bugs crawled into his ear while he was asleep and caused no! hearing loss. Todd Van Sickles' his name, and he said he woke up with a cockroach in his ear, and he experienced severe pain and then hearing loss. He accuses the hotel of failing to keep the room clean and the insect free, and is seeking unspecified damages for the medical costs he incurred and for pain and suffering, and I say, pay that man his money. You should be allowed to check into a hotel and not have to worry about cockroaches crawling into your ear and causing hearing loss. We're, we're, we're just treading right into worst nightmare territory for me, man. Yeah. I mean, 
We've had so many of these stories over the years that I am now officially paranoid of things crawling into my ear while I'm sleeping in places that are dirty and yeah, gross. Yeah, you should sleep in a hood or something. Uh, you joke, but I might. <laughs> Especially if things go sour. Come on, man. I mean, hey, listen, when you were in another country, it was creepy, right? Yeah. Bugs all over the place. Yeah. And what did you do? A little protection, right? No. Didn't you say you had a net around you? No. I thought you said there were, like, nets around the bed. No. Oh. There should have been, because God knows what's on you now. Just big kids or stop it? It's not the Mosquito Coast, dude. Uh, what, what were the options again? Just big kids, stop it. Just big kids. Things may change, but your sweet tooth never seems to. Big J, when you were a little Big J, what was your favorite candy? Um, 11 years old, Big J. Let's put Snickers. Uh, and what is your favorite candy today? Mr. Goodbar. Uh, when did it change? I don't know, probably 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and that's impressive because 52% of people had the same favorite candy that they had when they were little kids. It's one of their favorites. It's stuck with them ever since. But the one thing that does happen is about 70% of adults say they eat more sweets now as an adult than they did as a kid. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Yeah, sure. Uh, and you had said that it's weird because since the diabetes, uh, you know, kind of diagnosis, you've craved sweets more than ever, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a man. strange thing that's happening, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, I'll shoplift stuff. Don't say that. Four in ten respondents <laughs> gravitate towards snack or fun size candies. That makes them feel better as adults. That is very true. <laughs> but if you're still knocking down five or six of them at a time, you're not doing yourself any favor. Twenty. But uh, despite the traditional wisdom that bigger is better, we still tend to eat fun-sized candies a lot more because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Meanwhile, about 35% of us prefer chewy candy more than crunchy candy. Agree or disagree, Big J? I guess. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, well, I suppose like, you know, Jolly Ranchers or something like that would qualify as crunchy candy, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but my favorite candy bar has remained the same. I don't get, I, I mean, I can't remember the last time I had one, first of all, because they're not exactly, uh, incredibly popular. They're 100 gram bars, you know, the, the, yeah. and, and you, the, you can't really find them anywhere. They're not, like, at the checkout line, so that makes it easy for me to avoid really? them. Really? I've seen them before. I, you, now, they're there, but they're not, like, prominent, I guess is my uh, point. Oh, okay. You, you'll grab, they're very, you can get them around Halloween. That's when they pop up a little I bit more. I need to get you a case. I uh, see. I understand. No, 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 no. no, no. I do not want a case of hundred. That's the Listen, last. Listen, I don't I want need. diabetes by myself. I don't want them. You can keep them. Wrap it up with stop it. And I'm not sure why things keep getting transformed into other things, but now we have ices. You're familiar with the concept, right? Yeah. They have been helping people beat the heat with frozen treats for over 60 years, but now they want to launch something new and interesting. They're getting into the cookie world, Big J. Icy sandwich cream-filled cookies will soon be hitting the market. You can get them in either cherry or blue raspberry flavored, and they will come with two vanilla cookies and then an icy flavored cream sandwiched between the two. Think of it like an Oreo, except it's vanilla cookies and then it's icy in the middle. Uh, the treats will be available here in Fred Meyer stores across the country beginning next month. Uh, I'm not sure what you would wash them down with, but that seems a little too sweet to me. Agree or disagree? Yeah. I, now, again, Icy's were something that I loved as a kid. I haven't had one in years, but I used to love cherry Icy's. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, I haven't had one in a while, but the cookie thing does not appeal to me. Is it to you? Uh, no. It sounds like a mix of things that shouldn't happen. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, because it, it's hard to describe the flavor, too, of an Icy, because they've got, like, this fizzy kind of thing going different, on. And it's different than a slushy. Right. So it's right. just, you know. 
it's weird and I don't know how it would taste or it doesn't sound appealing to me in cookie form, but if it does to you, coming soon to a uh, store near you. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff. This is from Volbeat here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And another reminder, never to get rid of anything. Right, Big J? Yeah, uh, well, you know, like that. But, I mean, you know, people, you know, they have collections and they collect things. And I think uh, I'm trying to remember if we saw in person a copy of one of these in, uh, in Metropolis, Illinois. And that I'm talking about a copy of Superman number one. Uh, we did not see it. We, we we saw pictures of it. Like yeah, they had, they they had, had on, it in the uh, museum on display, right. but the, not the actual comic. But like people holding the comic, kind of a thing. So yesterday, Superman number one sold for the highest price ever paid for a comic book. Now the previous record was 3.6 million back in September for a copy of Amazing Fantasy number 15, which featured the first appearance of Spider-Man. But this being Superman, it sold for 5.3 million dollars. I I have a reprinted of Superman number one, the Action Comics number one. I don't have... Uh, it's not real. It's not worth the whole... I mean, I think it's like $7 or something yeah. it's worth. But it, it, I have it just to say like I have it, but that's about it. Now, I know you're not a, much of a collector um, of things. Is there anything that you have that's worth, you think, a, a lot of money that you don't you want to that. get rid of? Well, I mean, like uh, for a long time, I collected sports jerseys, and I still have a ton yeah. of sports jerseys, but they're all sports jerseys that I used to wear, and so they're not going to be worth a whole hell of a lot because they've been washed and stuff. The first thing I ever, like, I, I, I had an interview for this a job here, your job. Yeah. And then I was told about you and right. I immediately went and looked at your uh, MySpace page right. and it's you in a damn Ryan Leaf jersey. And I'm like, I hate this guy. Yeah. What a piece of bleep. That was the thing. I collected jerseys of really terrible players. That was my yeah. collection. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that at the time. <laughs> and I realized now as a 45-year-old man that that was, so, I mean, how much money I spent on these jerseys, I can't even tell you. But like, I have a Ryan Leaf jersey and not just a Ryan Leaf chart. I have a Wyand Leaf Cowboys jersey, and I have a Bryant Big Country Reeves Vancouver Grizzlies jersey, yeah. and all of these are authentic, and I spent a lot of money. Whenever I thought somebody would be a bust, I would go out and get their jersey right away just because I thought it was funny and different and interesting, and it was none of those things, but I spent a lot of money on it, so they're all in my ch- in, in Cash's closet now, pushed away, is where the jersey collection is. But the other thing that I have that I did uh, consciously about uh, 15 years ago was uh, my favorite comic of all time um, because I read it growing up and I loved it and I still love it to this day. Richie Rich. is called Power Pack. And it's a Marvel comic that was big in the 80s. And I don't even know if it was ever really big, if we're being perfectly honest. But it spoke to me because it was a group of four children that got superpowers. And I related to it as a, you know, a 10-year-old, an 11-year-old reading it. It's like, oh, really cool to see kids dealing with superpowers. And it got a little preachy and it got a little weird. But it, it, it only had, like, a limited run. And about 15 years ago, I sought out and seeked out every single issue of that comic. And so I still have every issue of Power Pack, and, and, and the reason why I'm holding on to it is I truly and fully believe at some point they're going to develop that into some sort of TV series or a movie that, because it's just, it relates to a child audience and it makes sense to me and it's a, it could be a family thing and it's a different take on stuff that they're not really exploring in the MCU, and I think it would be interesting to see a Power Pack kind of movie.
movie. And so I have that collection in hopes that one day it will be worth lots of money if Power Pack becomes an actual property in the MCU and people actually gain interest in it. Like Guardians of the Galaxy would have been when James Gunn first started making it, you know? Nobody ever really heard of it and then it blew up and became this huge popular yeah. thing. Whereas the comic books are worth a little bit more now if you're around from the beginning. So that's what I did because I really enjoyed the comics and I wanted to read them again. But now I'm I'm holding on to them strictly hoping my investment pays off. And I didn't spend a whole hell of a lot of money on them either. Do you? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I, I, I've collected, you know, a few things here and there and stuff that I thought that might be worth something from a bunch of the Comic-Cons that I went to. Just right. the free stuff that you get that's limited edition. That Morrison-Con that, stuff we have is worth money right now. Uh, yeah, I think I think my wife sold one of those books on uh, <laughs> on eBay. But yeah, no, I, I mean, and only just only for the purpose of knowing that people are crazy so it wasn't like i'm gonna collect this and and because i love this it was more like hey i'm a greedy american right and, and i know we can make some money off of maybe down the road but uh i've never had anything that i was like other than and this is stupid and something that will never be worth anything uh desert storm cards you still have those right we talked about yeah that, yeah i've got a bunch of there might be somewhere around here <laughs> you, don't even, you don't know where they are <laughs> used to keep them i got a bunch of death cards ridiculous and weird but yeah, I mean, it's you're basically hoping for things to come in. Like, I know I have a comic that is worth. I have Wolverine number one that I that I bought when it first came out that I've held on to. So I know, and even that's only worth I think like seventy five bucks in the condition that it's in. So it's not a crazy amount of money. But maybe one day it might be worth a crazy amount of money. But also, you got to remember that these comics that I have were fairly readily available, which makes them yeah. not as much as a collectible as you know the action you know comics number one. Or the first appearance of Spider-Man or any of that stuff. But there certainly is money in it. Uh, but no, in any of the stuff that I've ever collected, there's not a whole hell of a lot of money in it right now. I'm still waiting for that to cash in on. Uh, I'm not sure I'll get there. It's like your Bitcoin, Big J. I don't think I put enough into it to get a, a significant impact back. Yeah. But uh, maybe, just maybe, it'll cash in down the road. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Thank you to you as well. We'll do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Listen, Bad Impressions is brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. Nick, we've got tickets. Ten years is coming to town on Sunday night along with Varsity and Black Map. It's going to be a great show. We're going to get you set up with tickets to that for free if you can figure out Bad Impressions this morning. 208-287-1003. Big J has prepared three clues about a celebrity. Figure out who that celebrity is, and you're going to a concert this weekend, and that's going to make you feel good about yourself and others. Hello, the X. They hung up. Oh, son of a bitch. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name, please? Will. All right, Will, you're up first. Good luck. Uh, Will, this is a group, okay? Okay. We were a goth metal band from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, probably need the next one. Black Number One and Christian Woman were big hits on our third album. Uh, I need the third one. Our name is a blood type. A blood type? Yes. Uh, I can't think of any. That's Nothing. all right. All right, Not into goth metal. That's cool. Well, you may have stumped the entire Treasure Valley, Big J, is what it boils Come down Come on! To. I think, uh, unfortunately... This gentleman may have passed on for too long, and people don't remember anything about him. Which it is could a be damn our fault. Shame. Could be our it's fault. A damn shame. 
You can only do so much, Big J, but if people don't remember them, then there's nothing that they can do. Well, it's a shame. Well, we I keep the tickets. Fine. That's fine by me. Morning after. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? We should talk about who it is. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, uh, if they don't care enough to know, then maybe they should Listen, know no, who it is. No, maybe they need to be educated. Okay. Typo negative. Uh, Peter Steele. Uh, it's his uh, anniversary of his death. He passed away. It's been 11 years. That's insane. I re- we were here this morning that it happened, man. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, very sad. Very sad day. And, uh, you know, the band broke up after that. Uh, doing some things here and there, some of the guys, but still uh, left uh, quite the impression. And one of the best shows I've seen, uh, I would put that up in my top ten list, I think. Typo and Hatebreed. You went to Spokane, Spokane, right? Yeah, yep, such a great show. I remember that. Uh, so now, because of the, the bad impressions, you all have homework. Go and visit the catalog of Typo Negative, an amazing, amazing band that definitely has some creepy, kooky songs, but they're all fantastic, and Peter Steele was a, a just a giant of a man, but also incredibly nice human being, man. I mean, just one of the coolest dudes out there, and he certainly is missed, and music is the worst place without him. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That is Shinedown. That is Planet Zero. Wrapping up the old Morning After with Nick and Big J. Today, we had a chance to give away $100 at the X-Rock Double Dare. That felt really nice. (laughs) That was fun, man. Uh, It was good. Your next chance will be with 1230 with Jason Drew, 530 today with Adam, the uh, the whole theme continues throughout the day, which is historical p- figures on Twitter. And see if you can figure that on out and win yourself some cash. That's the idea. Big J gave us a nerd alert. We got to talk about our collections, all sorts of stuff. Good job, everybody. Good job, Big J. That leaves you with the floor. Yeah, uh, Ego has introduced a new grab-and-go uh, leash-style waffles. Wait, hang on a second. Isn't the definition of Lego waffles grab-and-go? Yeah, but this is doesn't require a toaster. What? So it's a classic Belgian street food, I guess. The, the waffles are bistro quality handheld waffles made with real butter and feature a golden brioche dough. Uh, and it's got crunchy bits of, of, of pearl sugar in it. So it comes in two flavors, butter, maple, butter, butter. I've never heard of it. Oh. Butter, maple, and strawberry. And you can fry, find them in the freezer aisle. So you, you let them thaw out and then boom, you got uh, some much like Uncrustable. Okay. Kind of situation. But they're not warm then, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, no. So you you into that? No, you no, no, the no. The waffle no, no, no. thing? I can't even do Pop Tarts that aren't warm. Uh, and I'm not a real big Pop Tart fan anyway, but I, I never got that either. I'm like, you freaks. I can't do I can't do like 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 if it's a toaster thing or something like that, like it has to be warm. Like waffles, if pancakes. It's supposed to be warm. Yes, yes. It's supposed to be warm. I have to I have to have some sort of heat on it. Now I cannot tell you the last time I had an Eggo waffle, but they were a big staple of like my high school breakfast. My kids love the Eggo waffles. But, uh, but yeah, I cannot fathom eating them cold. But I'm the same way with Pop-Tarts. I, my kids love cold Pop-Tarts. I can't wrap my head around that either. And see, my family, they'll eat the Uncrustables in a frozen state. How does that happen? How do they eat it? Oh, no, it's gross. It's wrong. Isn't it like soggy and weird? No, it's. I'm telling you, it doesn't get soggy. No, leave I know it out if you thought out. No, I'm talking oh. about when it's frozen. Oh, doesn't yeah. it have like some soggy after weird? It's, no, it's frozen. It's like a like a peanut butter and jelly popsicle. I put it in my pocket for a little bit, let it defrost. But does it like? Can they crack it off? I guess. Can you chew it? Yeah. All right. Well, whatever, man. Whatever makes you happy. Listen, I'm not here to judge. You're all freaks. I like weird food stuff too, but that that to me does not seem appealing in any way. Reminder that if you do like good food, Half Price Friday is coming up. Tomorrow. 
tomorrow, 9 o'clock on xrock.com. You can grab $50 to the local for just $25. It's a great local eatery and wine pub here in town that serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Saturday. They've got some great, delicious food, satisfying drinks, and everything's got a local flavor to it. So check it out for yourself. Half Price Friday tomorrow, 9 o'clock at xrock.com. $50 for $25. That's the way Half Price Friday works. Tomorrow on the show, another chance of some cash, 7.30 with the Double Dare. Another shot at some 10 years tickets and Big J. X Day at the Fair returns. We'll let you know who we're bringing to town for the fair this year tomorrow morning on The Big Show. We'll see you tomorrow. See X Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.